I don't have to worry about it because I'm with Harry. But if I had to join in with somebody else, I'd have a hard time doing that with anybody, uh, especially in, in uh, today's day and age. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Welcome to episode 150. I can't believe it's already been 150 episodes and I started this podcast back in 2017. And uh, when I first started my podcast, as I don't know if you guys have uh, been listening since then, but they were very sporadic. And I made a podcast, I would spend four to five hours editing it myself and getting it ready. And, you know, maybe once a month, I would have a, a podcast release. Sometimes it was once every two months, it was all, uh, you know, all over the place. And, uh, and since then, I mean, now I'm doing weekly podcasts, I'm recording them in advance, so I can enjoy the summer off. And, uh, you know, I will say these podcasts, thanks to you guys, you listening at home, or on your drive into work, or while you're taking a walk, you are the reason why I keep doing these because if I can inspire you, help you learn new things about Canadian real estate investing, that is why I do these podcasts. And I'll tell you, it's been very fulfilling. I, I you know, didn't really have a plan when I first started to see how long I was going to do these for or what was going to bring. I kind of just went ahead and did it. Um, but I'll tell you the podcasts has likely been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Number one, it was a way for me to share information and help others so that they can also succeed because this industry is very small, as you probably heard me say in the past, but it's also important that we all help each other. And at some point we might be working with each other, we might be doing joint ventures deals together and for others to pass it down as well. But I think the biggest thing from a personal standpoint that has helped me um, with this podcast was all the connections that I've been able to make along the way, learning from some amazing minds, amazing people with some information that I would have not been able to get otherwise if it wasn't for these podcasts. And I'll, and I'll tell you a lot of my top five, the five people I hang out with the most have actually been from either the right club, but a lot of them too from the podcast. And I, I don't know if I actually would be here today if it wasn't for those connections that I've made throughout the last, you know, three, four years of doing these podcasts. And, and today with episode 150, I wanted to bring in Harry James and Joe Ferreira, who I've started working, we're working on some really cool deals together. I hired Harry personally, actually as my mentor, as my coach, I know he doesn't like those words, but um, somebody to help take me to the, the next level, because I think it's always important that you keep elevating, keep elevating yourself and hiring the right coaches for you at different times of your real estate investing game. And, uh, and I, I looked up at Harry, but ironically, we met from the podcast, Instagram originally, and then connected with him, asked him to be on my podcast. And that's how we started talking about, I want to say it's probably been a couple years. And, and I reached out to him six months ago, asking him if, uh, if he has any coaching and that kind of stuff. And, you know, he agreed to, to help me scale my portfolio to even bigger and better things from what I was doing. And yes, I've been very successful on my own, but it's, uh, it's great to be able to take that next step. And, and so, you know, with Harry's help uh, and Joe, we've actually found some really awesome opportunities that we're working on together. And that takes my real estate to the next level. And hopefully it inspires you guys to reach out to somebody that can help 
you get to that next step. And so together we've purchased uh, some land. So I found some off-market land, brought them into the deal as well. And we are building six freehold towns that have actually sold in literally six minutes of, uh, of sending out an email, which is pretty cool. And, uh, and the new fun project, which I'm sure we'll talk about, is a 15 plus cottage resorts it's actually raw land right now that we purchased over five acres. We are building a really cool resorts and we are gonna theme the cottages. And I mean, it, obviously it's, uh, it's still very early in the game or in the process, but you know, two big projects that in the past, I don't know if I would have taken that leap because I'll tell you, it'll be millions of dollars of costs, but also bigger profits and potentially bigger risks as well, you know, and uh, so we'll talk about that in the podcast as well. And I hope you guys enjoy today's podcast. If you enjoyed episode 150, let me know. Send me an email, sarah at sarahlarby.com. And uh, also check out Harry and Joe. Um, we'll give you some links to how to connect with them. Uh, they have Instagrams as well. And Harry's got some, uh, some great video clips of, uh, of advice that he, uh, he posts every so often as well. So enjoy the podcast and we'll see you next week. Harry, Joe, welcome to the show. How are you guys? It's such an honor to be here. And let's, it's good that it's edited out that it took us yes. 15 minutes to get the volume going because of you. Yes, because of me. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, I'm glad that, uh, that we have you. And uh, I just did this intro and introduced you guys. I'm super excited to, to have you both on. Every 50 episodes, I want to do something special. And so I was thinking, okay, what should I do for this episode 150? And you guys, I, I think <laughs> you guys have brought me, I think, to that next level of my real estate investing journey. And so at first, I want to thank you for that. And then second, I wanted to bring people on so that they can get, or you guys both on, so that people can get to know you better and also hear about some of the awesome projects that we are doing. So why don't we start with Harry. Harry's been my coach and mentor. And Harry, I know you don't like those words, but you know, my, my source of inspiration for the last six to you know, seven months, I think that we've been working together now. And for those that may not know your background, and uh, I know you shared a little bit on the prior episodes, but a little bit about you, what you do in real estate investing and uh, what, you, uh, what you're currently doing these days as an overview. Okay, so do you want the long, boring version or you just want to kind of push the fast forward button to, button to what we're doing in real estate? Let's do the quicker version because if somebody wants a very long version, they can go back to your original podcast episode. Okay, so the, the, the medium version is uh, I've been in finance since I was 18 years old, started Canada Trust, uh, got into uh, investing in real estate when I was around 23 years old and uh, was really truly in the financial planning business up until 2007 and then uh, re kind of reinvented myself with my passion and interest in real estate became my main focus along with being a partner with my son in an employee benefit firm so there's two things in my life my employee benefit firm with my son and uh i'm my partner joe ferrara right here it's a beautiful shirt um my, my partner joe ferrara and i are partners in harry james enterprises which really is a small boutique development company and uh, real estate management company. So we have a portfolio that we is ours that we're grooming and developing. And then we also are doing development projects um, along the way. And that's how I had the privilege of working with you on a recent deal, Sarah, after we got to know each other. So that's the, the medium version. All right. Awesome. Very good. And, uh, 
And Joe, what about you? You know, how did we haven't heard had you in the podcast before? Uh, we'd love, love to hear your story. Maybe like a medium, little bit longer version for us, if you don't mind. No, we don't have to hear from him. Let's go on. Seriously, hear talk. No, no, no. no. Sure? All right, just keep it short. All right, short, short and sweet. Um, yeah, I started uh, almost uh, forty years ago um, as a framer and um, got into the business uh, out of school and just worked my way up uh, the lab for about 10, 15 years uh, between building custom homes and framing. <laughs> and uh, That's okay. slowly, uh, slowly I, I got um, started investing in some properties in that and started doing my own stuff and uh, buying properties and renovating and uh, met Harry in 2010. So I'll just make it but not not so long. Two, and we two can ask questions later on. Met Harry in 2010 uh, in one of my restaurants that I had built, and uh, we partner up. And here I am today with Harry. The way you said he's your mentor and your coach, I've, I have I've had him for the last 12 years at my side, and uh, he's taught me so much, and he's brought me to that next level with him at the same time. So we kind of work uh, in hand greatly because he's an amazing financer and uh, and. Uh, and amazing at real estate and bringing my experience with the construction part in it just made a you know like he always says two plus two equals four is that what you say no the, the right partnership and chemistry two plus two equals six but i liked where you were going with talking about my skill set just keep running with that uh, because and, that's what people really want to hear and so here we are here and uh basically um yeah uh you know what i went from uh building you know, renovations, custom built homes, and uh, eventually with Harry, uh, you know, I've always had a dream of building condominiums, and I'm sure Harry had the same thing, and uh, we started building condos, and, you know, and, and got deeper into construction, and uh, developing, developing, and also uh, now we're into apartments, so basically, um, any aspect of construction, we basically have covered it. Yeah, you've gone way over time. No, no, that's cool. I mean, it is interesting and it's good to, to um, establish, you know, a bit of an idea of how you work together. So 2010, so you've been, you know, working together for, for 12 years. And from what I guess what you're saying is Harry is, you know, the, the money guy, the ideas, and then you go ahead and you execute from a, a building uh, perspective. Is, is that right? Or do you guys have... Yeah, basically, you know what, you basically hit it out, you know, exactly what you said there. Oh, um, don't forget to tell her about the growing pains, buddy. You want hear, you want, do you want to hear the growing pains? No, you know, let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. No, well, the growing pains were where we are now, which is a beautiful thing, is uh, I stick to what I'm good at, which is putting deals together. I think a little bit of creativity, putting investors together uh, and negotiating the deals. And Joe, by far, is the most brilliant builder, creative, intuitive builder I've ever met. However, I always stay out of his backyard. I never go to his job sites and say, hey, are those footings right? I don't really know if I like that steel beam. But he always comes over to my side of the world saying, well, I don't know if we should do the deal. That. Well, what about if we do this, do that? And it took us a while for you to stay on your side Absolutely. Of, of the laneway. And, and now we have clear lane. Well, you know what, sir? He's right. Yes, and the I reason am. I would step into his side is to learn that side without just sticking yeah, on my side. Well, so well, drive, so well, drive, the whole, the whole truth is here is nuts. driving him nuts and everything else. 12 years of our lives together. Yeah, I've probably given him, uh, he's giving me white hairs. I've given him white hairs. But at the same time, I've Actually, learned a lot. You know, big line right there. That's, that's, that that's, line right there is from the restaurants. <laughs> we also had three restaurants. He, you know what? This is a good commercial for our, for our partnership though, I think. 
So we. So hang on a second. Maybe we should maybe we should give Sarah the, the whole story. How we Sarah, got started. So I, didn't so, even know, I didn't even know Sarah was here. Oh. Anyways, no. The, the, but here's the important thing. Um, we lost a lot of money in restaurants for six years, and we got into this really bad habit of next week's going to be better off. We have a better chef off. We have a better menu. And for six years, we kept deluding ourselves, and we lost a lot of money. Thankfully, we we're able to fund the restaurants with our gift and our abilities in real estate. But we're really running hard to stay still. But a testament to our partnership, I think, is true character comes to the surface when you're splitting up losses. And we split up the losses, didn't have any fights, didn't uh, disrespect each other, didn't not trust each other. We got through it. And now that we're 12 years together and we've gone through some real rough times, uh, it's a lot more fun. Uh, but I think the reality is uh, if you're in a partnership or you're working with somebody, it's how you handle the downside that matters the most. That really tests the metal of a partnership. And I think probably that's one of the things that we're most proud of uh, with oh, our journey so far. Absolutely. That and that shirt. Yeah, no, sure. You like that shirt. That's where I work, I work for you today. <laughs> but yeah, you know what, Harry, everything, Harry's 100% right. Um, yeah. We have a partnership that's, uh, it's an amazing partnership. Not only we're partners, we're best friends and our wives are best friends. And you know what? We travel, we do a lot of stuff together. But um it is a true testament of the kind of partnership we do have and sitting beside this guy and the stuff he's taught me in real estate and financing is is impeccable i can't i, I can't even begin to start to tell you that and uh you know i'm sure that you've noticed him being your coach at the same time mm -hmm. but if we go back in 10 12 years that we've been together and, and the stuff that we've endured and the stuff that we've done a lot of guys would have called it quits six months into it right and, uh, and i'm not you know and that's and that's being serious but Again, you know what? It's enduring what we've endured and, and, and the testament of being together for so many years and where we're at today. I can honestly say what a journey. Um, and, uh, and now look where we're at today uh, and what we're doing. And, uh, you know, our business has, has expanded. And yeah. I'm sure Harry will say the same what, what, thing. What a fun, fulfilling journey you meant to say. I got to well, write your line. Yes, fun, please, yeah. fun, fulfilling, dynamic, dynamic exciting, exciting. fulfilling journey. Awesome, awesome. Okay, All right, so I'm going right. to interrupt so I can also speak a little bit at the same time. But I do want to point out that like you guys have a great partnership and it's, it's hard to find, right? And so for somebody that's listening to today's podcast and saying, you know, should I go the JV route? Should I look for a partner that can compliment me? you know, what are your thoughts and, and what could they look for in a partner? And, uh, and I know Harry, second part of this question is you don't necessarily always love joint venture partnerships. And, and so I'd like to hear also why, um, but let's start with how to find, you know, a partner that's going to best be able to compliment you. I will answer very quickly and then pass the baton to Joe. It's, it's people overcomplicated. It's exactly like getting married. Uh, you know, there, there's an old saying, you pick your friends, not your family. Why? Because of chemistry, uh, mutual respect, mutual interest. So my suggestion to anybody is don't try to force fit a partnership. If you don't have a good gut feel, if you don't have good chemistry, if one on one doesn't equal four, um, if there's divergent objectives, if you're overlapping in your skill sets and you're kind of getting on each other's nerves, it's not going to get better. It's just going to get worse. So I, I think walking down uh, the aisle and, and dating and, and ultimately marrying a partner, which means you, you, know, you, you put a, uh, a project together or you incorporate a company together, you wanna be very, very careful because that can cause you the same type of stress and grief and unhappiness that walking down the aisle with the wrong partner in life. Uh, people take partnerships and business too lightly, in my opinion, and they discount the most important elements, which is that, that chemistry and that relationship and that trust. Yeah, um, 100%. 
I, I think on uh, the way I see it, me and Harry being, you know, such great partners and all that, there's a lot more of partnership that meets the eyes where people don't really understand until you get into that part of the partnership. And going back to, I know I keep talking about him and how great he is, but I'll be honest, like going back to that, my partnership with Harry, not only is the business part, it's my health and well-being at the same time. He's taught me more than just the partnership evolved from, from our restaurants, which it did, losing the money and all that. But at the same time, at one time I was 220 pounds. He put me on a, you know, being his partner and all that, he would always put in my head, you got you to make sure that, you know, you're, you're, you're healthy, you're vibrant. You know what? We can keep going, doing work for the next 100 years. He just kept putting my head to be healthy and, and, and making sure that family and health and all that benefits came first. When a person takes care of you physically and mentally and um, spiritually in that, I knew that partnership was right. And my dad always told, taught me, always stick, always go with better people than you are. They can teach you a lot more. So when I met Harry, all that kind of clicked in. And, you know, as much as I put him on a pedestal, I'm not just saying this. Uh, you know, a lot of people that know me will, will tell you the same thing. Much, I adore the guy. But it's the partnership is not meeting somebody and doing projects together. There's a lot more. If you're only in for the money, don't do it because it's gonna be, it's gonna go sour. It's gonna go it's gonna go the wayside. But our relationship is so good because I look up to him, and I'm sure he looks up to me. But my life has changed in the 12 years. It's gone from zero to 100 in 12 years, and it's gonna go from zero to 200 in the next 30 years with him. And we feed off each other. As much as sometimes I want to strangle him or he wants to strangle me, we feed off each other. And you know what? And we have the same philosophy in life. And that's grown on me in the last, you know, 10 years. So to me, a partnership is not just about money or buying a property together. That's got nothing to do with it. You can have two people buy a piece of property together just because you think it's okay. Well, how do you know the guy knows what he's doing? Like, you know what? You need a guy like Harry, the finance part. I put my, my life and my trust in Harry to find the money. But he's got to put more than that into me because I'm the builder. And I got to make sure I come in on, on budget, which sometimes I don't. Oh, understatement of the year goes to Mr. Joe Ferrara. No more nominations, please. Thank you. But in a nutshell, that's, that's, that's what I see in, in a partnership. So I'm not sure we can take from that. But a partnership is not what people think. You know what? And I hear it all the time. I hear my friends and I, they say, oh, you know, we're going to buy this. We're going to do that. We got our friends. And I'm going like, all right, it's not as easy as you make it, as everybody makes it mm -hmm. seem. There's a lot more to a partnership and just getting them buying a house and trying to finance it. There's so many things, Sarah, that we can sit here for the next three days and go right. through that. But again, about our partnership, again, mm -hmm. it's not about the money. It's not about the construction. It goes further into that if you want a true partnership with people. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, I just want to take a moment and interrupt the podcast to introduce you to my mortgage broker, Dahlia Barsoom, and her team at Streetwise Mortgages. Because everything around us is changing, the world as we know it is not going to be the same. COVID-19, the economic crisis is a time of uncertainty for many of us. And the lending and real estate landscape, they're changing quite rapidly day by day. Today's financing and investment decisions are gonna be different than the ones that we made yesterday. Dahlia and her team are gonna be able to help us maneuver through all of this. They're property investors themselves, so they've worked with thousands of real estate investors across Ontario, and they have their pulse and their finger on what's happening around us in real time from a real estate financing and investments point of view. Her team of advisors are committed to helping us keep informed and get that up-to-date information. And they're also going to be able to help us navigate through this crisis to also mitigate and minimize any financial distress during this whole transition. And also 
also help us emerge out of this in a strong financial position so that we can leverage ourselves for some great opportunities that are going to be coming to us. They've been able to help many investors in times like this by really planning out your plan for the good, but also for the bad, because these circumstances that are happening are going to be very individual for all of us. And they're going to help navigate three key parts, financial stability, financial agility, and opportunity, and help you manage through those three things. When it comes to stability, how can you enhance your reserves and your liquidity to weather the storm? You're going to have a different plan, so it's important to get that individualized plan. How can you utilize mortgage payment deferrals? Should you? Should you not? Why or why not? Any debt restructuring opportunities, those are all things that Dahlia and her team can help you work with. Now, when it comes to financial agility, there's some things that you might want to talk about are how do you make some improvements to your monthly budget so that you can increase your cash flow? Are there any financing tools that you can use to cover some short-term cash flow deficits? When it comes to opportunity, there's going to be some great opportunity that's going to come out of this. How can you set yourself up? for success. So her and her team are going to be able to help you maneuver through these things and create a plan, not only for the good times, but also in times like this, so that you can handle the storm and come out ahead. Feel free to reach out to Dahlia and her team at info at streetwisemortgages.com or go to her website, streetwisemortgages.com. And now back to the show. Yeah, no, that's a a great point. So how how do you differ that then with somebody thinking, okay, well, what about a joint venture partner? You know, it, well, I, th- it- I think you're you're asking me that. Boy, I don't want this to come across the wrong way because I know a lot of people do joint ventures, and I know it's a great lane way to go down. It's just a lane way that I've never gone down, and I think that's the cool thing about real estate is there's so many different ways to build wealth, to build a lifestyle, to to achieve your goals, and for me. I'm not good at a lot of things, but I'm, I've got a pretty good eye for real estate. My track record is I've helped a lot of people make a lot of money. Uh, the bulk of my net worth is in real estate, which gives my wife and my family and I freedom as, as also with Joe. And that's come from being liberated and free to do what I do and what I do best. And because I have a track record of doing that under promising and over delivering, and I, I hope that doesn't sound too self-centered, but it is, it is something thankfully that has happened. I have many people that say, listen, I don't have the time or the, the skill set or necessarily the resources to do real estate. Could I come along for the ride with you? And, and I, would say, I would say, listen, there's enough for everybody. You're more than happy to come along as a shareholder, as an investor, uh, but there's one steering wheel in a car. Uh, there, there, you know, there, there's only one rudder in a ship, and I have my hands firmly on that. I'm not going to negotiate with any of my investors about whether I should or shouldn't offer this much, or whether I should convert to com- from commercial to residential apartments, or whether I should pivot or refinance. I've got to be liberated to do what I do best, and that way I can have be accountable and responsible. But I, I, I have the ability to, to deliver at the level I feel I can deliver at. If I've got to be talking every 15 minutes to a, a JV partner that has their opinion on this and opinion on that, and they've read a book or their, their uncle who knows this guy says I should be doing this, I'll be in a loony bin in no time. So I, I do have to be the one leading. I do have to be the one doing the deals. And at the end of the day, I'm comfortable being the one accountable for the outcome. But the, the Democratic JV having to maybe uh, give a, a lot of extra information 
and dot the I's and cross the T's on detailed things. It's not really my, my, my gig. And, you know, a lot of what I do is intuitive. A lot of what I do is gut feel. A lot of what I do is based on 35 years experience. And, and you can't really articulate that and, and explain that to somebody in, in a half hour or one hour meeting. Mm-hmm. So in yeah. other words, I'm a bit of a jerk. <laughs> Joe, anything that you'd like to add to that? What was the question again? You just kept rambling <laughs> on. And... That's, that's hilarious. You want to see guys can sleep with your eyes open. Versus partnerships. Say that again, sorry. So and instead you... of them, you know how we bring in our shareholders, oh, right? right? There, there's deals you can do with, it's a joint venture, right? right. With people you, you really don't sure. necessarily know, but they, 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 for example, they put up the money, you put up the expertise, that, that type Yeah, of you know what, um, again, uh, my thought on that, again, I, I don't have to worry about it because I'm with Harry, but if I had to join in with somebody else, I'd have a hard time doing that with anybody, uh, especially in, in uh, today's day and age. Um, the way the market is today, and it's been for the last 10 years, everything is blown out of proportion. Um, and the biggest problem today is that, like Harry says, by bringing some people in or whatever, everybody's got an opinion about something. Mm-hmm. Well, the only opinions that really a lot of people only have is what they listen on a podcast or what they may be hearing on TV or they're reading a book about. They don't, they don't, they're not in the trenches. They don't understand. They ask some questions sometimes that they get from their friends, family, everybody else that don't make any sense. And uh, I'm just as bad as Harry. I get very frustrated at that point because for, for 35 years, 40 years of our lives that we've done this, there's been, we make money even when the market's bad. And, you know, and um, if the market crashes all of a sudden and you have these investors and all that, you, you know, what's going to happen for guarantee there'll be some kind of arguments, some kind of lawsuits, something going on. So for me personally, it'd be hard for me to get into a joint venture with somebody, which I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, especially with a lot of um, social media and all that, there's nothing wrong with it, but a lot of people get a lot of their focus and a lot of their stuff out of social media. Mm-hmm. And if they're not in the trenches, don't understand exactly how construction works and financing, you don't know who you get yourself in bed with and it could be a problem. Yeah. That makes sense to you so yes. along the way of saying you're not really easy to get along with <clears throat> well, saying, it, he's it not. Feels like you know if somebody is to come in and they're looking to work with you or they're looking to work with somebody with a lot of experience they should be you know essentially following what that person is saying and just you know being more of a silent partner if anything and rather than more of a, an equal uh you know say so and i i think the, the last thing is too though in fairness to your audience is that everybody has to do what they have to do to meet their objectives and meet their goals. So fortunately for us, maybe because Joe's so old or our track record or um, the people that have come along with us for 30 years, we don't have a difficult time, thankfully, raising funds to do deals, nor do we have to be dependent on, on the banks because we have people that are interested in funding our deals. And that creates a liberation for us and puts us in a, in a position of strength. And I recognize that everybody listening to your podcast hasn't maybe got that track record or that credibility yet. So again, I don't want to come across like I'm poo-pooing JVs. Obviously, they're, 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 they're multi-billion dollar and they've created a lot of success for a lot of people. It's just something I'd be, I'd be lying to you to say I have a lot of experience in nor uh, much interest in. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's uh, switch it a little bit to some of the projects that you guys are working on. Uh, we'll get into our projects that we're working with the three of us together. But before we get into that, like, what are some of the cool projects that you have on the go right now? And maybe just give us some insights, like how you purchased it, you know, what you're doing with it. If you have some financials that you can share, that would be great. Brother Joe, would you like to run with that first? No, no, I'm going to let Harry run with it first because we have an amazing project that we're doing right now in Lakefield. 
Our red brick. Red brick lofts? Lofts. So I actually, uh, Sarah, and, and actually I want everybody to know that's listening to the podcast today, before I met Sarah, I had three followers on Instagram and now <laughs> I have many more. Uh, it's, it's, so thank you, Sarah. But uh, I mentioned on one of Sarah's podcasts that uh, I, I, money's a byproduct for me of real estate deals. Like I, I just have this, like I go to Scotland and I'm walking, I can't walk by a for sale sign without calling. I go to Bahamas, the same thing. I, I just have a real interest. I guess it's a hobby about real estate. So one of the projects we're working on now is actually right around the corner from your cottage, Sarah. Uh, it's called Red Brick Lofts uh, in, in Lakefield. I have a cottage there, have been for the last 18 years. And I used to drive by this majestic building. It's nestled on 25 acres. It's a gorgeous building. If anybody's interested, they can look up harryjamesenterprises.com and you can see Red Brick uh, Lofts underneath our projects. Uh, but I used to sit there and wonder what it was. You know, I just, this building fascinated me. Sure enough, a number of years later, I saw a private for sale sign. I got into negotiations um, and, uh, dis and, and put an offer in. I tied it up. And then my partner, who I often refer to as a combination of Red Bull and Double Espresso, while it was tied up, I brought him there to show him it. And I said, you know what, play it cool. Just, and I'll tell you, the guy that owned it was sitting there and Joe was bouncing off the walls. I love this place. This is amazing. I can't believe you can imagine what we can do with this place. He didn't help me with the negotiation. But regardless, uh, we ended up buying it because it is a beautiful building. And I can understand why he was excited. And that was four and a half years ago, uh, four years ago this past January. And I'll tell you, it's had every challenge, every construction challenge. We dug up an old cistern. Is that what it's called? Yep. Uh, we've, we've had to put in uh, sprinkler systems. Uh, every unit is different. It's just an unbelievably taxing project. As a matter of fact, I often refer to it when I go there as like being in a big jar of molasses and I can't move. It's one step forward, six steps back. But we are just at the finish line and we've turned this majestic building into 14 gorgeous lofts, hard lofts. Um, we are proud of the fact that people are selling their multi-million dollar homes that maybe you're gearing down a bit. And they're renting our units, so we're getting as much as uh, $29.50 per month for some of our bigger units. It's got tons of character, tons of lifestyle. Um, it's just a cool place to live. So we've built kind of a project that is at the same level of a high-end condo, but you can rent it. You don't have to buy it. So we plan on keeping that in our portfolio for, uh, for income when, when Joe retires in a few years. He's going to be <laughs> he's going to be 83. And uh, so, look good for you, don't I? So that project has been amazing, fun. But my goodness, if we were in it just for the money, we'd both be getting therapy in a rubber room right now and getting medication about every three hours. Can I just? I'm just going to add to that. And Harry just gave you the the, the the short story on that. How great it is to have it. And like Harry says, he's absolutely right. When I walked in that place, and I love, and Harry will tell you, we both, when we, when we travel, uh, you know, the architecture and all that, and buildings and all that, I just love doing that. That's why I love traveling, seeing different buildings and, and different architecture around the world. And that, when I walked in there, it was like, wow, what we can do with this place. It's almost like a chocolate factory in Toronto or one of these old factories. And we, we both just love the place. The one thing that was very challenging more than the else is, as wide as our eyes were, as, as much as we love the place, and the, the bones of the place was great. The structure, everything was great. The challenges that we had to endure between the zoning and all that, which was great. The town worked with us. They loved us. Uh, they actually, the councils actually stood up and clapped for us when we, uh, when, they, when the zoning went through and that they couldn't wait for us to turn that place around. The challenges and all that that we went through. When I, when going back to partnership, I'm over budget by over a million five. 
So if you want to bring a JV in or something like that, and you're over budget by a million five on a project, there goes your, that's what I'm talking about a partnership. Mm-hmm. But the amount of stuff that we've had and stuff that we've had to do is just, you, you would never have known because we did tear it down right down the bricks. The whole building's triple bricks all the way around. It's just an amazing building. A million five. Here's what's interesting you need to know. I'm actually only 35. Look at what he's done to me. <laughs> so, Look at what the stress has done. I, I, I think you ruined that by saying that you've been doing this for 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> but just that, that building, you know what? And then we, then we decided we're going to do the attics up there. And well, the attics, once we added the attics, you had to uh, put a sprinkler system and that added to it. But just saying the amount of stuff, the surprise, everything else that we got, even though we got the whole place to the, right down to the bones, it didn't matter. Everything, things were popping up. One thing we didn't know is uh, we, we checked the, um, our drains and all that because we have we have uh, septic tanks and everything was fine inside we get a when we start to run our our, our, our plumbing well there's a big clog up, out on the out of the about 10 feet away from the building which we never knew because we didn't camera out that far we had to put all brand new drains so things that you know what that we did see and then things that we didn't see and things that we added but if you walk in there now um actually friday was it no when was it when were we there wednesday last? wednesday was the best trip out there in four and a half years it was yeah. awesome we were both actually like we're finally there. Like the, yeah. the, 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 shan- the beautiful big chandeliers going up in our lobby. These gorgeous custom doors are going in. It's like, wow, finally. It's like, you know, Christmas time for this project, right? Absolutely. Four and a half you, years. You were, you were $1.5 million over. How, how many years over were you from your original projection? Three well, years. Three years. Three 1.5 mil. And three years. The challenging, like I said, it was just the challenging part. But the great thing about it is everything else. We're still partners. I think we are. Are we still partners? <laughs> we won't know. We'll see. But um, well, the great thing about it is we're still breathing. And uh, but, but, but I think ultimately you, you, that project's going to do really well for you, right? I mean, you, you oh, pulled through yes. again, and and it's. And it's you know what, Sarah? You can say it's going to do really well, but going back to the partnership that you asked, mm-hmm. and you had the partners, and if we would have had a, 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 you know partners with us, that one point five. I'm pretty sure by now, but in the design, like that, I don't think we'd be working on it. There'd be arguments, there'd be fights, there's a lot of things going on. But since it was the two of us, you know what? Yeah, we're going to make money on everything else. And it's great that we still, the great thing about that property, we still own 25 uh, acres on there that we can still develop, that we can make up our loss, hopefully, on that one on that 1.5. But if we would have done a, uh, which we call it, an HGTV show on that project, I'm telling you, it would have been just like that one with Jim Carrey. What, what's that called? Do you remember Jim Carrey's movie? Oh, well, you know, uh, Truman, the Truman Show. Oh yeah. Because yeah. every day you'd be coming on watching the stress and the white hairs we'd be growing. No, and, but every time we went there, it looked like it, nothing was done. Absolutely. And every Friday we went there, we didn't have one yeah. guy on site. I think we we were the only construction crew that has works a four day work week. Well, a lot of guys don't want to take uh, Fridays off. Oh, yeah. But you can see how comical we are together here, right? <laughs> this is just a, and this is you know what wasn't comical. And this is how we are every day together. There's there's a seriousness part about us at the same time. But I'm just trying to say, you know what? When you got a partner and we're over budget 1.5 and all that. We have sustained these losses and all that. You can see what kind of partnership we really have. But we do have fun. But going back to your, your important question is, yeah, here's when you buy the right piece of real estate at the right price, mm-hmm. four and a half years, a million and a half over budget, and we will finish that project. We will get conventional financing at 50% loan to value. We'll have tons of equity. And that discounts to the developable, developable acres of 25 acres. So we do things for 10 years, not for 10 minutes or 10 months. So absolutely, will we will we be rewarded for the scars and, and the stress? Yes. Are we already starting to be rewarded with the way it's been received? 
I was ready to pop champagne when we rented our first apartment. It's like somebody validating your vision, somebody validating what we saw four and a half years ago. And we couldn't, you know, make sure it was going to work out or make sure somebody was going to love it as much as us. But when somebody comes in and writes you a check for 6,000 saying, I want that one, there's just something special about that. And that to me is, is, is part of the magic of being involved in a real estate gig. Yeah. yeah and, and just to end to that, um, again, going back to partnership and all that and how me and Harry met, the great thing about the two of us, what we have more than anything else is um, I've been doing this for so many years that I, I, I run my own jobs. We run our own jobs. We're the GC. Everybody, we have our own uh, architects on staff. We have our own engineers on staff. We have a full team of uh, contractors on staff. We are ourselves. If me and Harry would have bought that and we would have had to contract that out, that 1.5 would have been three, $3.5 million dollar uh, you know, loss or Actually, that, over, over budget. That's a really important point. Right. You just brought up we have to bring sure. that up because going back what me and Harry do, and we'll talk about our other projects. We've actually taken houses that have no floors and have nothing in them, balloon framing and that, buy them for nothing. And uh, again, somebody walking in there would have no idea what they do. But the great thing that we have in our partnership, not only myself, but I have also my older brother that works at the same time. Like we, you know, he's, he, we worked so many years together. He's a carpenter and all that. Which we can bring our own team in and fix all the problems that we have where we don't have to bring somebody in to analyze our work or bring in our engineers to tell us what we're going to do. Me and Harry make the decisions. We do our own drawings. We tell the engineers, and I'm sure you sat in our, one of our meetings, Andrew, uh, Sarah, and you see the way we, we operate. And that's one great thing about our construction team and our financing team that it's all in-house and you can't get better than that. And that's what I don't think a lot of listeners and people out there, when they're listening to podcasts or listening to some people are investors, all you ever hear is you buy this and do this and you're going to make all this money. Well, you got to still build it. There's you see, you so seem, many more you parts. You quite angry about the podcasters out there. No, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not. I have no problem with podcasts, anyway, social media. You know what? You, you talk, know what? At the end of the day. way too much. Over to Sarah. <laughs> no, but I'm going to leave now. Okay, let's just give one more answer. We post, we post a lot of the good stuff, right? We post the success stories, but I think it's just important that people realize whether it's on social media or not, that there are going to be situations that like you will be $1.5 million over or three years over or something will happen. I mean, you know, with the pandemic and the shutdowns, like in the, you know, prices going up and, you know, materials yeah. having challenges, like there's definitely going to be different challenges along the way. Joe's, Joe's got his black belt and going over. <laughs> and that's important. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know if that makes me worried or, or <laughs> projects that we're doing, but, uh, you know, I'd worry. I would worry, Sarah, <laughs> I, but I will ultimately say, I mean, I think that is a huge asset that you guys have everything in house so that you can control everything that you can rather than having a contractor. And then you've got the contractor markup on things. Uh, and, and like you said, your 1.5 is, exactly. is could have been three mil. Um, but I also think that like, you know, you're probably both of you where you are today because you do outside the box stuff, right? So, I mean, I think when Harry, you and I first met, I mean, I love the burst strategy. It is still my favorite strategy, but at some point to really scale, to be able to like differentiate yourself and outside the box stuff that not everyone's bidding on is, you know, something that you guys, it looks like you're doing a lot of, right? You know, just cre being creative, figuring out properties that, you know, most people will oversee for whatever reason and then figuring out, okay, what is the opportunity here? You know, maybe maybe tell us about like a project. Maybe we'll we'll talk about the the one that you've got in Coburg. But I think you you had a vision for that one that a lot of people said you were crazy about. Can you share a bit about that? Yeah, and just before I touch on that, I think what's really important is, um, and I think a lot of people miss this on the real estate gig, and that's this: real estate is a business. 
And, you know, it's just like what you've gone through, Sarah, you've done an amazing job over seven years. You've built this portfolio, you developed a strategy, you ran, you ran with the strategy. And why did you come to Harry James? Because you wanted to grow. You wanted to develop. You wanted to build your business. You wanted to diversify. You wanted to get out of the crowded laneway where there's white hot and there's multiple offers. That's just smart business. And I've always said, I've said this over and over, the biggest return you get in business and in life is from planning. You've got to step back and, and look at where you've been, where you are and where you're going. And credit to you, Sarah, you, you've, you've stepped out, made yourself vulnerable and uncomfortable, and you're starting to go down a different road that's unfamiliar. But that's how you build a business. That's how you build wealth. So that happened to, to me and Joe, I believe, naturally over time. I started out with a house with a basement apartment, and then I would start out with a a little reno and then there'd be something else and in 2005 or 2006 i found myself as a result of continuing to try to learn things new being a partner on a, on a multi-million dollar 18 town home uh, development on the shores of lake ontario and i remember because i was investing in coburg at the time i believe in coburg i think it's still one of uh, ontario's best kept secrets I was investing out there and the guy that wanted to partner with me called me from a piece of land overlooking the marina and he said what would you build here and i said i would build townhomes with rooftop patios and he said what do you, what, what could you get i said half a million bucks he says you're kidding i said i'll pay half a million for the first one i will not sell anything to anybody that i wouldn't buy myself long story short if you go to uh, coburg you go to the marina that's our development right there it's gorgeous Joe's building behind it, Beachwalk Place is frankly twice as nice built and twice as nicely designed, but it's still, I'm still proud of what we did in that first phase. So yes, people thought I was nuts for writing a check for a half million bucks for a townhome in Coburg, but water is magic. Lifestyle is magic. The city is moving east. Coburg's 60 miles door to door from downtown Toronto. I believed in it. And no matter what business you're in, you have to believe in it. You have to have conviction. If you're looking for endorsement left and right, if you're looking for everybody to say, yes, Sarah, you're doing the right thing, you're going to be looking for a long time. You have to have that conviction that you're doing the right thing and going in the right direction. And don't let anybody take you to the left or the right. Just persevere, persevere, and magical things will happen. And uh, the second phase was a disaster. That's when I met Joe. Uh, the, the US market was about to collapse. I pushed the pause button, created a big uh, stressful situation. But then we turned uh, lemons into lemonade when Joe and I built Beachwalk Place. Again, it's on our website. It's just a gorgeous building. I'm proud to say, and this is a, a big uh, pat on the back to my pal here, the architect that built Pearson Airport lives uh, close by, went by the building, says it's one of the nicest looking little boutique condos he's ever seen. Uh, that's Joe's skill, Joe's vision, Joe's ability. And uh, so we're very proud of that. So you know, that's, that's something that's happened in Coburg that is only happened as a result of making mistakes, little deals getting into bigger deals, getting into bigger deals, but everybody can get to where they want to go. It's just one step at a time, like anything in life. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, just want to take a quick moment and introduce you to a key member of my power team. Dylan Suter is my realtor who's been working very hard to find me amazing deals. And Dylan, I'm a big proponent in working with realtors that are investors. And Dylan is truly an investor. Welcome, Dylan. And thank you so much for being a sponsor. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I want to first thank you for having us as a sponsor. We're really grateful to be working with you and all of the support you've given us over the past couple of years. So thank you so much for that. 
And our focus as Elevation Realty is to focus our attention primarily on real estate investors that are looking to replace their active income with a passive income and go enjoy what they like most, such as time with the family or up at the cottage, whatever it may be. So what we do is we focus our attention on creating a plan specific for each client, whether that is something they want to have five properties in five years and be able to sit on them for 10 years and then sell them and retire on the, the equity. Or if they're looking to scale their portfolio and retire in the next 12 months, we can look at doing that as well through joint ventures or Airbnb short-term rentals. We can talk through buildings, buy, renovate, refinance, single family purchases, and the list goes on. That's awesome. Now, Dylan, if people wanted to reach out and get help from you, where can they go? They can check us out online at www.elevationrealty.ca, E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, or they can email us at info at elevationrealty.ca, give us a call or text at 905-592-4220, or check us out at The Right Club or other meetup groups that we're usually at as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dylan. It is awesome working with you as always. And now back to the show. And now back to the show. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Really well said. And uh, that is a beautiful project. So just from a time perspective, and I I do want to just take a a few minutes just to talk about the stuff that we're doing together, and then we'll go into our lightning round. One of the, so one of the things that I guess we started working together six months ago, and this awesome piece of property kept uh, or popped up off market. And so we bought that. So we're going to build some towns on that. And then uh, recently we purchased over five acres of waterfront as you said, waterfront is, uh, is huge waterfront property to build some, uh, tiny cottages on it. And so maybe, you know, Joe, I know you've, you've been working behind the scenes quite a bit with, uh, with the townhouse project. Maybe just give us, if you don't mind, just an overview on what it is that we're doing and, uh, you know, and then we'll, we'll talk about the cottages afterwards. You want to talk about the Napa, uh, Napa Towns or you want to talk about Kubicon? Napa, Napa, Napa Towns. Napa Towns. Uh, yeah, we, um, well, we had started, as you know, Sarah, we had started off with the two apartments on there and then we changed uh, to uh, the townhouses. But yeah, we find, we know the town is okay with what we're going to be doing. They, they, they blessed us. Now we're going to the county of Peterborough to get our approvals, um, which is great. Um, so again, the blessing from Lakefield was, the town of Salem was the first step. And now that we have all that in place, we designed some gorgeous towns. Uh, you, I think you put them up, right, sir? Yeah. Yeah, those up. And uh, now we have our floor plans ready to go. And um, we're working hard on um, the actual working drawings to get that next step and our site plan uh, approvals for uh, for the Napa towns. So it's coming, it's coming along pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm excited about that. I mean, I'm excited to, you know, work with uh, with you, Joe and Harry on this awesome project. And also, like I would say, you know, one of the things that I think you bring lots of things to the table, but you have a great relationship with the town as well. And it sounds like, you know, they, they trust you. They've seen what you're building in other towns. They talk to each other and they're they're welcoming this project. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? And uh, again, um... Harry, uh, once we got into Coburg uh, and, and we started working in Coburg, I think uh, what put us on the map is more than anything else was in Coburg when Harry built out, uh, we, we built out the townhouse uh, out there and the first development out there, and we built our condos out in Coburg. And uh, what we designed out in Coburg, the town uh, saw we we built, we built 10 boutique condos that they don't even build them in Toronto. We built a lot of concrete ICF and that they saw the type of build that we do. One of the biggest things that I have, and you see I talk a lot, and I, I ask a lot of questions uh, before we do anything. I always like to talk, talk to the town to make sure that what we want to do, we can do. We get their blessing before we start, 
And I think the township really appreciates somebody coming in there and asking for their opinion instead of just ramming stuff at them and just this is what we want to build. That we go in there and we ask a lot of questions and you know and we cooperate with them at the same time what they want us to do. I'll give you a quick small example. Our uh, triplex that we sold out in 24 hours there. Before we did anything, me and Harry sat at the site. We brought out our um, the actual planner, top planner in Coburg, told him our vision. He blessed it. Once we had the drawings done in the house, he said, well, you know, um, maybe what do you think about bringing the downtown look to these triplexes? Well, instead of him and hollering and, and, and trying to say no to him because we had the design done, we turned around and we designed it and we turned and we gave them exactly what they wanted. So when you start to work with the town and, 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 and they feel comfortable with you, the word gets out. So you know what, from there, as soon as we went to uh, Selwyn, they already knew who we were, same in Minden and all that. So that, that's amazing to have that kind of rapport. But anytime you do anything, it's always great to talk to town, make sure that they see your vision. It's not just buying a piece of property and just doing something. And that's how you build up a report. When we have issues with the, with the inspectors and all that, we try to accommodate everything they want. We don't try to argue with them. We try to do everything we can. And that's what gives us a great report with the towns. And it goes from town to town. And, and, and that's a great feeling. They care, you know. Yeah. Well, Sarah, I think, you know, this is your 150th podcast, so congratulations, this, and it's an honor for us to be on. Absolutely, but thank I, you. I'm going to just switch things around a little bit here and, and, and honor you, because you've made it clear that I coach uh, you, and it's a privilege to do that, but I can shine the spotlight down, I can give you ideas, I can be a catalyst, I can share my experience, it's, it's the student that has to listen and execute, and to your credit, I said you've got to get out of the crowded laneway. The key to any business is activity. The best piece of property is not going to come and tackle you. You have to look for it. You have to put in the hours. I remember you distinctly leaving my office one day after I'd given you that message. As a matter of fact, I think I gave you a bit of a hard time that day. And sure enough, within two weeks, no, this is, again, people need to hear this. Everybody needs to grow. Everybody needs a mentor. Everybody's got more experience to gain. And within two weeks, you landed on a beautiful piece of property as a result of networking that we bought clearly for $300,000 less in market value. And you have listened and, 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 and engaged with Joe and I as a student throughout this whole development process. We talked about how to market them. I believe you sold, she beat our record. She yeah, sold six, six townhomes in six minutes. Um, and, and because we are delivering, we're not greedy. We're delivering a beautiful product south of $800,000 in an amazing market with lots of upside with in-law apartments. So Sarah, we're gonna develop a great pro, uh, pro program and, and, and product. The investors are gonna do well. The people that live in them are gonna do well. And it's all because if you just push the rewind button, we sat in a meeting and you went out and executed on the information that I gave you. And that's the big thing. Everybody's good at gathering information but they ingest, they don't digest. Therefore, they don't execute, nothing changes. Nothing changes in their life. In our coaching session, you listened and you ingested, then you digested, then you made something happen. And as a result of that, you're now a partner in a $5 million project in a small community, a partner in another multi-million dollar project in Cobaconk, and we've also got other things on, on, on the plate. So credit to you. You're the one that had to listen. You're the one that had to take a step of faith. You're the one that had to make yourself vulnerable and you're the one that had to execute. And it's fun for Joe and I to share our experience with you as we're going through this process together. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you so much, you. sir. Thank you so much, guys. That, that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you know, ultimately I, I might, you know, I trust you to help me get to that next level. And that's why, you know, I, I look 
for for you for the guidance. And I think it it is awesome because you bring so much to the table. So I you know I I don't think I would execute and do this scale of a project if I didn't have you you with me. So I you know that definitely you bring the experience, you bring you know the the expertise. You, there's there's a ton. So I think I think ultimately this is going to be a great partnership. And then we're the other thing through that we're moving to Bar- Barbados I don't know what's going to happen with this one, but but I, I kind of dragged you guys into uh, into these little like uh, cottage uh, resort idea, and uh, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, I have a vision of tiny cottages. That all of a sudden now it's our vision. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that was like when we so we had made an offer on a piece of property and. Joe, like you did some, some due diligence and, uh, and then we just had to walk away because it would have been a, probably like just definitely not the right piece of property. It was for many, many reasons, but I will, I will tell you that that kind of gave us the idea of like, this could be done with the right zoning, you know, the right property, the right waterfronts, et cetera. And like, I think it was like three weeks later, we found this, this perfectly zoned piece of property in Cobaconk. And now we are going to be doing some like themed cottages on it. And uh, I think we're good for like 15 or more. Uh, super excited about that. Um, are you, are you guys, are you guys like, <laughs> do you still think that I'm crazy? You know, you know what, <laughs> you know, as you can probably tell, Joe and I do enjoy it ourselves. Yeah. And certain projects you do that are not under the category of necessarily making money or, uh, paying your bills. There's fun projects to engage in. For example, we have the live real factory at the old town hall where we try to encourage and inspire and, and, uh, and, and motivate people. And we have little meetings and share information with entrepreneurs. And what you always talked about this tiny cottage, you're really passionate about it. I, I, there's no question in our minds that it was a, the timing was perfect for where we're at in our world and where people are. Uh, so yeah, I mean, at first I was like, all right, well, you know, let's, let's just see where this goes. When we walked the land the other day, Joe and I, both, you know, this is a nice little piece and it's got a nice little beach. And now as the more I think about it, when I see the potential over the next 60 months, as long as, and I know you agree with this, Sarah, as long as we approach it, approach it with the right perspective, uh, keep an open mind, because there's a thousand different ways you can go, be well aware of what these types of things cost. If we break it down, the cool thing about Cobacock is if you break it down in bite-sized pieces, little tiny things, little tiny decisions, little tiny investments can come a big rate of return. And the other thing, again, to give you credit, uh, Sarah, maybe it was an accident, but you can take it anyways. A- after we bought the property, I started to do some due diligence. You're not supposed to do it that way, by the way, Joe. <laughs> due diligence, then execute, right? But anyways, I, I started. Why do the other way? I don't know. Anyways, it's uh, not like you. well, it's because Sarah was so excited about tiny cottages that we're never going to find a piece of like this The anywhere. first thing you said to me when you met with her, she wants to tiny cottages. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was, it was always, and then, and then, ironically, Harry, your daughter always wanted something like that too. So it, it kind of works out. And we're not, you know, we're likely not bringing other investors in this one. Well, I, my daughters were talking about tiny cottages for eight months and watching the tiny cottage show, and I didn't even know until I mentioned it to them. But here's a cool thing: Cobaconk, after my due diligence, is one of the serious up-and-coming places. For cottages because Muskoka's over you know, is expensive and Stony Lake's expensive and Balsam Lake's expensive and now Cobaconk is really really starting to get some attention really close to the city beautiful little lakes uh nice amenities so listen I, I think we're at the, the front end of something that could be a, a real fun run and also maybe something that'll probably make us a little bit of money so it's pretty cool and then I'm gonna break it to you guys now I'm out <laughs> Oh, I'm out. All right, I'm going to bring in a JV. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'll go with you guys. I'm out. <laughs>
No, I think it's amazing. I think it's going to be an amazing project. And Sarah, as you know, I've already uh, got the five and a half, five point five acres. We have the topographical done on it and starting to lay out the things that we want to lay out, so we can have a bigger picture, a, a top view, looking down, how we can lay it all out. So we already got that in the works. And you know what? Hopefully, we can make your dream come true. These tiny cottages. It, it'll it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. I mean, I'm excited about it. Like, I, I think it'll be a, a fun, great thing. We could do retreats there. We could have like a real estate conference and like. People can stay yeah, yeah. and have a whole. Get excited already! <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah, but, but weekends to, to inspire yeah. entrepreneurs, work, work life balance. Here's the thing, too. Again, what did you do with that deal? With two deals that you've done so far, Sarah, Napa Towns, you created something that didn't exist in an area that's growing. Cobaconk, the, the cottages, you created something that didn't exist. You, t you created something that there's very little of, which is land where you can put 14 or 15 cabins. So. Again, there's a lot of magic that go that comes from going down the road less traveled. I'm not saying you do it recklessly, but if you do your homework, and that's where planning and thinking comes from. Stay away from the herds, folks. Stop going with all the lemmings off the cliff and a strong wind even turkeys fly. Real estate is a business. It is not a bandwagon. Make sure that you do your due diligence and come up with a vision that works for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Due diligence before purchasing. <laughs> In most cases. I don't think we did that with Coconut, did we? <laughs> it was emotional. Sarah, Sarah, I think what, what I should say is it was better than we thought, right? I mean, I'm familiar with the Kawarthas in, in general. Like I have a cottage rental, as you know, and I, I know roughly what I can get, you know, high season, low season, et cetera. But I think, you know, similar to, you know, red brick lofts, like you're, we're creating something that doesn't really exist yeah there's other resorts but they're kind of run down there's like you know where we have a different idea where we're going to do it like you know like nicer upscale in my opinion we can still debate this but i think 14 plus you know not some somewhere where people can relax and like you know more of an adult being grandchildren just but uh I, I think once we started looking into it, Cobalconk is actually likely a better, a better, better area than we originally thought. So you, you know what, sir, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this is really important to me. You know what you're saying though? I'm going to build something that I would like to rent. See, that's what we did with our townhomes. I built something that I would want to live in. Like my wife and I get emotionally attached to our, like we don't want to sell. So we only regret the stuff we sell because we buy and build things that we truly believe in. Mm -hmm. um, the penthouses that Joe and I invested in, 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 in our own project in, in, in Coburg, it would be tough to let those go. They're, they're beautiful spaces that inspire you, that let you relax. Cobaconk, that's going to be a place where people can go and celebrate life, connect with their families, celebrate what really matters and truly matters. So you give them a gorgeous place with beautiful first class amenities, the kind of place that I think the three of us would like to rent. Well, if the three of us would love it, you can be sure there's an awful lot of other people that are going to appreciate this thing that we create out of nothing. And that and, and when you have that little formula, I think it makes a big difference. When I see builders that are going in just to transact, you know, build these cookie cutters, get our money run, and there's not that emotional attachment, they're not trying to create something that's special. I'm not saying they're not making money. But frankly, I just, I just wouldn't want to do business that way. No, agreed. hundred percent. I mean, okay. So we've, we've been talking for a while. Let's do our, our lightning round because, you know, we, I'm sure we can keep talking for another hour. I'll have to have you guys come back at some point in the future. Again, there's just so much, you know, so much value, so many directions that we can go in, but yeah. Just just before you go to lightning round though, who has, who has talked more, Joe or myself? You. Yeah, I figured that. Exactly. You're gonna say I was, right? No. Oh, okay. No, I was hoping to be. Well, were you hoping to be? Well, yeah, because you know, in the car, you dominate all day long. I used to have a... 
Awesome. Maybe next time I'll have you guys each come separately <laughs> on the show again. Here's the thing with this, this tiny home resort, guys, like you're, you're listening to this. We are going to be recording it in some capacity, one way or the other. And uh, I will tell you, it's going to be educational. It's going to be quite funny and entertaining because, you know, as you can see, uh, you know, Harry and Joe joke a lot. And uh, I, I like to have fun as well. So, but you're, you're right. I mean, ultimately, we've got to build something that we would want to hang out with, uh, you know, enjoy. Me personally, I mean, I like going to, you know, nice resorts if I'm on vacation. And I don't know if we have something like this here. That's in the, we don't have really anything in the Corthas. I think there's one in, in uh, Prince Edward County that's like super nice uh, that just got created. But, uh, you know, I, th I think there's a demand for it. We just gotta, we just gotta be able to create it. So um, stay tuned for more information on that. So Harry and Joe, you ready to play the lightning round? All right. So you can each answer separately if you want. Just keep your answers. You go first. Uh, you go first. Wait, no, you go first. I dominated. You go first. You go first. You know, you, you All right. I will decide who goes here. first. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Megan Chomut. If you're looking for a great financial advisor to add to your team who actually understands and incorporates real estate as part of your overall plan and gets your money working for you, you can reach out to Megan at meganchomut.com forward slash Sarah. And also she's offered for my podcast listeners to provide you with a free customized individualized 90 day game plan for getting ahead. So to get that, go to meganchomut.com forward slash Sarah. That's M-E-G-H-A-N-C-H-O-M-U-T.com forward slash Sarah. And now back to the show. So question number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book? Joe, you can go first. I don't read. Sorry. All right. Then there's, that's the answer. <laughs> Harry. Now you see one of my challenges. Uh, that's why we're over budget all the time. You need to sound out the big word. Uh, rich dad, poor dad. All right. Number two. I do not know if you guys listen to podcasts and you can say you don't if you don't. But Harry, what is your favorite? doesn't have to be real estate related, but what is your favorite podcast? I honestly don't uh, listen to uh, real estate podcasts. Uh, except for Sarah Larby, which is outstanding. Number one. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Joe, do you, do you listen to any podcasts? I've only listened to yours. <laughs> okay. All right. Number three. I, hopefully these get easier for you both. <laughs> number three, what do you do for fun? Now, now we know why nobody knows. Oh, you know, it's funny. I've, I've done two podcasts. I've done this and another, but I, I've only listened to hers. Yeah. I haven't even listened to my own. Yeah. Well, well you don't want to listen to it. Awesome. All right. So what do you do for fun when it is not work or real estate? Joe. What I do for fun? Um, probably drive my car. What kind of car do you have? It's a sports car. Uh, come on, don't, no, don't, don't do it. It's a Ferrari. It's some type of Ferrari. Thing. No, what it's is not it? a Ferrari. What is it's it? It's just a sports car. Tell the people they want to know. There's car people out there. People that like a 911 cars. and an Alpha 4C. Okay, I don't know what that means, but I mean, yeah, I mean one's a 911 Porsche and one's an Alpha. I can tell you, if you go in the Alpha 4C, you lose your hearing. I can tell you that. <laughs> All right, Harry, what do you do for fun? Uh, it's going to sound really boring and, and like uh, I planned, but honestly, I love spending time with uh, like a nice dinner with friends, uh, hanging out with my grandkids. Uh, my wife and I uh, try to make sure we continue to date every, regularly as we go to our 37th anniversary next month. So, um, yeah, friends and family and all the stuff that, that outside of work matters 10 times more. So if I'm engaged in, uh, in making some memories with close friends and family, I'm a happy guy. Awesome. All right. And that's for fun. Huh? That's just for fun. I thought you do that all the time. Well, but it's fun. That's 
Like, I don't have any so hobbies. So I'm not a car guy. So immediately, you're just fun? I don't play golf. I don't okay. have cars. You know, right. like, I just kind of boring. So when we go, it's just for fun, is it? Pretty well. I thought, no, 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 it's I thought, fun. I thought, no, I thought it meant I? a bit more. No, no. Okay. All right, awesome. Question number four. If you lost all of your money and all of your assets tomorrow, how would you start again? Harry, you can start with that one. I'd sue Joe because he's got tons of money. And, you know, if I had Joe's money, I'd burn mine. Yeah, so I would sue him. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Uh, you know what? And again, this will sound contrived and it's not. I live my life with a deathbed mentality and I truly believe our most precious asset is time and relationships and health. So I think I would have the perspective that as long as I have my health and a couple of people that have my back that love me, I could go out and do it all, all again as long as I was gifted with the time. So it would most probably be in real estate because it's, it's something I think I'm pretty good at. But also to be candid with you, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of this fact. I've been a salesman all my life. I'm, I think I'm a pretty good salesman. Uh, I think it's a great profession. So who knows, maybe I could become a fuller brush salesman again and get your house all cleaned up with a new vacuum cleaner. That's what I might do. Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right good answer joe what about you um i, I guess i've been blessed uh you know what with uh with a great mind great hands that if i lost everything else and you know support for my family all that i can get back into other lane tiles framing a house doing something somehow get myself back into it flipping pizzas who knows but um one way or another i'm sure like i said been blessed by a great mind and great hands by the lord and uh i get back on my feet yeah joe you should know though joe bought his first one of his first places with zero money negotiated a vendor take back renovated it and made it worth a billion dollars and then opened a restaurant and this is one incredibly talented human being to my left here so very resourceful and uh and actually the first time uh, we met uh, that's right yeah you're crazy in the head go ahead <laughs> all right question number five this is the last question joe we'll start with you if somebody has fifty thousand dollars and they want to get started how would you recommend they spend that money Fifteen thousand dollars. Five zero. Five zero. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Um, in today's market, I'd I'd go probably I try to go as far east or north as I can go to find something. You can still find some properties out there in the around three hundred three hundred fifty thousand dollar mark. You know what? Try to get as far out as the city as you can, and I uh, work with a vendor take back. There's a lot of people always giving out vendor take backs. You just got to know how to negotiate, and you take that fifty thousand and maybe. Use thirty of that or half of that as a deposit, and try to use the other part, the other money to uh, renovate. But renovate smartly. Don't just go and uh, and and start buying everything under the moon. Try to find sales and uh, you know what flooring, lights, whatever it is, and uh, make that you can make that money grow. But it's got to be way outside of the city. Yeah, absolutely. Because the vendor take <laughs> vendor take back always works. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we just got a vendor take back on the resort as well for quite a big chunk. So. Uh, that is a great, uh, great tip there. Harry, what about you? Uh, cryptocurrency or everything on black? <laughs> uh, no, I'd have to agree with my partner. Like it's, uh, the city's moving east, it can't go west. Um, I do think this market is overheated and do a correction. So frankly, if I had the 50 grand right now, I, I sometimes one of the best decisions you make in life is to do nothing. Uh, that said too, we talked about partnerships today. We're, this is maybe we could end it this way. If you have somebody in your life that has a complementary skill set uh, that you respect and that you could build something with uh, and one on one equals four, then it might be a bad idea to get them to throw in 52 because then you can get a larger asset in your name. And as we all know, the key to real estate is other people's money, OPM, which is other people paying off a very large asset on your behalf. 
that's how you that's how you build wealth. It's 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 black and white. It's uh, it, you really can't argue that point. So the more assets you can get in your name for that amount of money, uh, the better off you're going to be in the long run. All right, awesome, great answers. Where can my listeners reach out to each of you, Harry? Let's start with you. Where can people go to connect? Well, uh, Joe and I own a company called Harry James Enterprises. Uh, Harry James Enterprises can be found at harryjamesenterprises.com. And uh, there you can see Joe and I's projects and we keep that pretty updated on a regular basis. We'll be featuring our project there too, Sarah, Napa Towns, as well as Cobaconk. Uh, um, on my website, you will see our uh, construction company, which uh, Joe owns and runs called Napa Valley Construction. And you can see more of our projects on there. Napa Valley, in essence, at this stage of our development has become our sole um, development company, Terion uh, licensed. And we basically create all of our own work and flow all of our own work through that company. Um, I'm also on Harry James Live Real, which is uh, how you and I met, Sarah, uh, on Instagram. Uh, my daughter, Shauna, encouraged me to set up a little Insta Instagram account a few years ago and just kind of share my, I, I share little one minute snippets of uh, my philosophy in life, whether it be health, relationships, business, or whatever. I think maybe it's a way of trying to get my grandkids to know who I am before I drop with dead. But um, uh, that's, uh, I think, our main. And you also have NapaValley.com, Joe? Yeah, uh, you can go and get, get me on uh, Instagram at Napa Valley Developments or, again, at Terry James Enterprises. We both have our emails at that, so good enough to get us on there. Awesome. All right, perfect. Thanks, you guys, really a lot for, uh, for your insights today. Joe, Harry, you know, thank you for like being part of these projects with me as well, because, uh, you know, I'm excited to grow and I know that these, uh, these will be awesome and, uh, you know, open up a whole lot of doors, but uh, thank you for the insights. Thanks for being on today and thanks for your time. Well, happy anniversary and happy yeah. 150th episode. Congratulations. Congratulations and thanks for having us on. Thanks. Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons and at the time they all seemed very valid, but as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away and eventually only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that. And the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked. And also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio consisting of multiple homes, and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step -step online program. It's called Rise, and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And, you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.